Episode 307 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. I'm editor Kirk Semenoff. It's a small problem that has led to large implications over the commercial aviation industry over the last two weeks. I'm talking about the discovery of a production problem at Spirit Aerosystems that has caused the Boeing company to report a flaw in possibly hundreds of 737 MAX aircraft. I'll get the latest on the massive headaches the discovery has caused both companies in a time when the MAX has already had a history of problems from Daniel McCoy, our aviation beat writer. But first, let me tell you about the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. This week's cover story, in fact, is from Daniel. It's about the next chapter from, for Bombardier in Wichita. The plane maker halted production of the 60-year-old Learjet program last year and now turns its attention to aftermarket services that signal a shift in emphasis for the Wichita manufacturer. Daniel's cover story begins on page 10. This week we have two lists, electrical contractors and mechanical contractors. See who's grown and who hasn't and find out about ongoing hiring difficulties beginning on page 6. Part of our mission is to help small and medium-sized businesses grow. One way we try to accomplish that is through our weekly lead section. We list bankruptcies, new real estate deals, building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, and court judgments. Our lead section this week begins on page 18. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. Aviation reporter Daniel McCoy is with us. He covers aviation and manufacturing in our city unlike anyone else. So uh, we thought it would be a good time to bring him on and talk about Spirit Aerosystems' latest problem uh, with with the Boeing 737 MAX. And it's, it you know, reading your stories and listening to you talk about this coverage, during your coverage, it's been interesting that... that listening at the root of the problem and just what has gone on since. So start us off back a couple of weeks ago when, when Spirit notified Boeing. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for having me on. So um, yeah, uh, this goes back to a, um, a manufacturing problem that Spirit discovered um, on the 737 MAX. So they build a full fuselage here in Wichita and they discovered an issue um, in the aft portion of that fuselage, which is towards the back um, and later revealed to in, uh, involve two of eight fasteners towards the, the tail end there where the actual tail itself is attached to the fuselage. Um, and the problem um, reportedly it, uh, stems from uh, kind of an improper process um, in, in the manufacturing uh, uh, related to these fasteners. So they uh, notified Boeing. Um, Boeing then turns around and, and notifies FAA and kind of makes a public um, revelation that they're having this problem. Um, to date, um, all parties involved, including the FAA, have said it's not a safety of flight issue, um, but it, it comes at a time, obviously, post the MAX crashes of 18 and 19, where um, the regulators, you know, eyeing Boeing pretty closely, particularly on the MAX. Um, so not a safety of flight issue, hasn't grounded any of the aircraft yet, but it is 
coming at a time when Boeing had kind of finally started been building momentum back on that program. And they were outlining some production increases for this year and beyond, uh, which are very important for Wichita. The MAX is the most important aircraft program to our local economy, uh, drives the bulk of commercial work here in Wichita. So they are expect it is as of right now expected to slow down deliveries on some 737 maxes over the summer. And they're gonna start immediately on this cross actually already have started going back and doing some of the rework that's gonna be um, required on fuselages that are both, you know, some of them are still sitting out at Spirit. Um, some of them are already delivered to Boeing. Some could possibly, or some are believed to also already be in the fleet. So um, it, uh, Boeing revealed uh, earlier this week in their uh, first quarter earnings. Um, it was interesting sitting in on that call because um, it's Boeing's earnings, but uh, Spirit pretty understandably took up a good chunk of the time of analyst questions trying to kind of get at the root of this and, and figure out how many planes exactly um, would be impacted. We still don't have a good full number. Um, Boeing CFO said of the 225 aircraft, they have an inventory, which that was built up when the MAX was grounded and they continued um, building the aircraft. Same reason the fuselages are still being stored here in Wichita. Um, of the 225, they figure about 70% are gonna have to have this rework um, on that section. Now, the, the amount of time it's gonna take is really depending on where those fuselage barrels are in the production process. If they don't have the tail attached yet, he's, uh, he was estimating a, you know, a fix in days. So that's pretty quick. Um, and for ones where the tail has to be removed and, and reworked, it'll take a little longer. But Boeing so far is sticking by its guidance, its plans to increase production this year from 31 right now to 38 by the end of the year. Spirit has already planned to be um, at capacity staffing and resource wise to build as many as 42 a month by the end of the year. And so far, nobody's backing off that plan, but um, it, it obviously it's sent kind of a uh, a shiver up the spine uh, of the aerospace industry. Anything with the MAX, uh, of course, will do that. And so uh, we've we've got some more detail from, from Boeing now. And uh, kind of now we wait and see what Spirit has to say in their own earnings report, which will be uh, Wednesday, May 3rd. So, um, so far, uh, you know, uh, not not great news, but not as bad as potentially, you know, stopping the program or stopping deliveries or or so far any safety risk uh, associated with this that's been said to date. You are our resident aviation geek. You <laughs> self-anointed yourself that. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we yes. say that loving, lovingly. <laughs> you you obviously know much more about aviation than than, than most people here in town. Uh, I don't, I don't well, know. In Wichita, okay. I don't know. All right. in, <laughs> but... in the media, let's let's stick to that. How rare or common is a problem like this? Well, that's kind of an interesting question. Um, and it honestly, it was one of the big ones that investors had because this is said to possibly date back maybe even before the grounding uh, in early 2019 that this problem has been going on. So how could an aircraft widely believed now to be the most scrutinized in aviation history? How could this problem sneak through? Um, Boeing CEO David Calhoun did kind of shed a little light on that um, in the earnings call and talking about the problem. Um, he said basically that it was a, a situation where you would not know this was a problem unless you were actually watching the process happen. I had somebody that kind of clued in on it, basically equated it to, you know, 
it, it's not thread. It's, it's basically like threading the bolt the wrong way. It's not like that, but so it's like they had the process down. It just wasn't being done exactly right. And as you did that first story, we we said we were testing the theory of lefty loosey righty tighty. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. It might not always be not, the case. It's not quite that simplified, but it, it, it's along those lines. It's a known process. It just wasn't followed um, completely properly, as I understand it, on certain models of the Max. So um, Calhoun was saying that it, it wouldn't really be noticed unless it was seen kind of in process as it was happening. And after the fuselage is completed, they put a sealant over these fasteners. So that even then you don't see it at all. And he did say that uh, any cracking that's happening under there still remain. And this is part of why they keep saying no safety risk is that it's within their margins um, for error on, on that particular section. So he said it was, it was a situation where it, was a really difficult, it would have been a really difficult thing for anyone um, to identify. And he said the fact that um, a spirit employee, you know, saw this going on, saw this being done wrong and kind of raised their hand and say, well, we have a problem here. He actually, and, and of course, they're going to spin it this way, uh, understandably, but there's probably some merit to it that that it's a sign of a healthy supply chain and, and not a stressed uh, particular, well, not stress is probably the wrong word because everybody's under stress right now but not an unhealthy supply chain where, you know, you feel um, empowered to take a problem you see to, to your superiors and, and let them know that this is an issue. And he said that, you know, um, within a week, um, a few days really of this problem coming up the flagpole that everybody was aligned, Spirit and Boeing were already in, you know, communication with the FAA and they're working on the fix and understanding the problem. And so um, he, he said to him, it was a sign of, of a supply chain that, that's working properly and went back to kind of comments they've been making for a while now, just as supply has been constrained by labor and parts and, and had a lot of problems over the last couple of years. They've expected supply chain issues to, to continue through 2023 and into 2024. It's, you know, it's hard to predict exactly where those are going to pop up. The CEO of Textron, uh, Scott Donnelly, said today, actually, on their earnings call that uh, some of the delays they're seeing are still uh, pretty much primarily attributable to suppliers. And it's he kind of made it sound like whack-a-mole. You'll get one figured out and then another one will pop up and you got to you got to figure that out. So um, and to a certain extent, the aerospace uh, industry has kind of been prepared for this. Um, and these things do happen, I mean, especially on newer aircraft. Um, and, and, and and we we're making it well. I'm not we're not making a big deal. It is a big deal, but we are writing about this and and pointing out that this is just another problem with the Max and its long, you know, history of problems. And that's kind of why this is more in the spotlight. Yeah. Uh, talk about the financial impact that it had on Spirit in the in the days after April 13th, and how how has it come the last two weeks? Yeah, so initially, right after, obviously, there was uh, some some worry in the market. Um, with, uh, Spirit is Wichita's largest, largest publicly traded company. Um, and so they lost about $700 million in market capitalization overnight. Um, but they have begun rebounding since then. Shares have been coming back up. They came back up following Boeing's comments earlier this week. Um, uh, it seems most investment outlooks on them are a hold. Uh, maybe a, a few buys, price targets. They're around $30 now. I've seen price targets around $40. Um, so right now, everyone's just kind of uh, taking what Boeing is saying at, at face value, which is to an extent 
all you can do. Um, and and uh, seeing this as as a, a problem, but not one that's expected to really pinch the long-term growth prospects. But again, it is the max and it has that history and it's under uh, a microscope like no other aircraft before it. Um, and, you know, there are some folks that will tell you, you know, and, you know, you think about the Dreamliner when it when it entered service and had problems with its bat with the lithium ion batteries. Um, you know, you see problems, these kind of teething pains um, with new aircraft. Um, but, you know, coming on top of the 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 max crisis and, and those tragedies, it just, you know, it has a it has an outsized um, impact, certainly headline wise, but also because it's such an important program um, mm -hmm. to Wichita. You know, there's there's folks that will tell you, you know, you don't hear about this as often, if at all, really with Airbus. Um, and there's some folks that will tell you there's kind of a, a code of silence around these kind of things with Airbus that they get them fixed more quietly. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, these these things do happen. So um, it, it just uh, right now, barring any safety issue, um, it's more so just unfortunate timing, given the momentum that was finally starting to build uh, on that program for Spirit and then for Wichita as a as a whole. You mentioned Boeing's support uh, publicly yesterday. This is we're taping on Thursday. That that was Wednesday. Yeah, the support of Spirit uh, and taking them at their word. But realistically, what else could they have done? Well, that's, you know, that's the thing. Um, Richard Avalafia, uh, one of the most quotable analysts in aerospace, um, he told me one time, you know, it, it, this was at some another point that Spirit was struggling several years back, falling behind schedule. Um, basically, if you're a Boeing, what choice do you have? Where else are you going to go to get a 737 fuselage? You know, I mean, it's just that's that's the nature <laughs> of the beast um, and the way it's set up. Um, so they, they don't really honestly have a choice and, you know, I'll see people comment online and stuff about, you know, they should cancel contracts and send a message and like, okay, but you gotta, where else are you going to, and there are some folks with some thought that Boeing has opened up a lot of more, a lot of space in its manufacturing headquarters in the Northwest in the last few years with the end of the 747 and other things like that. But um, just logistically to keep up with what demand is that everybody's saying, especially for these narrow body aircraft, they're going to have to come out of Spirit. And Spirit has life of program contracts on them. And so it's not feasible um, really for them to do it any other way than, than to support them through it. Um, and so they're, they're promising some financial, uh, some cash advances, uh, unspecified amount to this point. And I'm sure they'll have people uh, it, within spirit, uh, Boeing employees and, and maybe some spirit employees going up there as well and, and working on these fixes, um, and, and getting them, getting them done safely and as fastly as they can. And, and as they do them, as, uh, when these things happen, you know, there's a bit of a learning curve right off the start and then the repairs become pretty well understood and they, they pick up steam and move more efficiently. So I think, and, and Calhoun, the Boeing CEO kind of hinted at that being the case with these, what they hope to see over the summer. This is the kind of question where if you can answer it in the newspaper, you win awards for, <laughs> for a story, but on the zoom calls between Boeing and, and spirit right now, is it a, is it the Boeing leadership saying, is it a what the hell moment? Is it, you know, something so small and it's not, it's not impacting safety, as you said, but something so small, but gains such headlines and means so much to the, to the, the, the fiscal, 
hell mm-hmm. with both companies. Is yeah. it a what the hell moment? I think I think it is, especially like I said, with the Max having been so scrutinized um, by everyone over the last few years. So I think there's there's blame here for Spirit. There's blame here for Boeing. There's blame here for the FAA. Um, and that was honestly a big question that investor uh, analysts have had since this happened was how did this slip through the cracks? Um, just because that aircraft um, has presumably been gone over with a fine tooth comb uh, many, many times over now. Um, and it, it's raised some worries of where's the next quality issue? Because this isn't the only aircraft program that Boeing's had quality issues on or Spirit for that matter. Um, uh, you think about the 787 has just got through some issues that it had with um, some problems in the fuselage, including the section that that uh, Spirit builds here locally. They seem to have gotten those resolved. Another situation was not a safety of flight deal, um, so it didn't ground any aircraft. They did halt deliveries for quite a while to work through that. And they've had some more uh, recent struggles on the 767 program which uh, in addition to cargo planes is is best known today for its use as the tanker for the KC-46 tanker. Um, They've had some problems with the center wing fuselage or center wing fuel tank on that aircraft that they're working through. So it's, it's, uh, you know, there's, there are folks asking that question, like, where's the next issue going to pop up? And um, unfortunately right now, it probably seems like there'll be more and they've hinted that there could be just with supply chain difficulties through this year and into next year. So um, it's a very fluid situation for sure. Final question. It's it's first quarter earnings time. You're, you're up early gathering <laughs> reports the, these next couple of weeks. Uh, away from this Spirit Boeing uh, fuselage problem, what has struck you as most interesting about these reports you're seeing? Um, more than anything, uh, it, save this particular issue, I would say things are uh, relatively optimistic um, in terms of Wichita and its workforce for the next several years. Um, Boeing's still standing by uh, strong commercial demand and growth over this year and, and speeding up even more so towards the middle of the decade. Uh, Textron Aviation just reported a, a, a good first quarter um, and uh, report that um, you know demand is staying strong for them on biz jets and turboprops and that they weren't hurt too bad by the, the, the banking crisis here the last few months. Um, they have a good backlog. Uh, Bombardier sales are growing there. Uh, quick plug, you can read all about Bombardier and its transformation here in Wichita in Friday's Business Journal. Um, uh, really kind of a cool transformation story, evolution story for them. Um, service and defense work locally are going to drive them um, for for quite a while into the future over the, over the course of this decade. So uh, if we can get these kinks worked out, um, the demand certainly seems to be there, um, which I think anybody in, let's say, July of 2020, after things really, the fallout from COVID was really starting to be felt, uh, I think anybody would have taken that. Mm-hmm. So all in all, uh, uh, for the most part, looking pretty good for Wichita, I, could, I would say. Could be in a much worse spot right now. Yeah. Yeah. Be sure to read Daniel's story on, about Bombardier's next chapter in Friday's Business Journal and catch his coverage every day in the Wichita Business Journal on online. So, Daniel, thanks for joining me and talking about You bet. Thanks, about Spirit. You bet. Well, that's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 307. Check out all our podcast episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks very much to our sponsor, 
Equity Bank. Creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. Visit them today at equitybank.com forward slash evolve. Be well and be safe. Have a profitable week.